Hey ladies, welcome to Yes and Amen, where we talk about growing in our faith with biblical truths, real life testimonies, and meditating on God's word. Now I'm your host, Priscilla's Pearl Dominguez. Let's get it. All right, ladies. So welcome back to the Yes and Amen podcast. Today, uh, we have a really special guest. Um, she is just a powerhouse. I met her um, maybe like two years ago, almost two years ago, maybe more than that, um, at a really special event of a previous church I was at um, and just was really moved by how she shared and how she connected with people and um, her story and her narrative um, and even how she just views Jesus in the Bible. So um, today we have a Kimini. Um, she, you know, is just is, is an incredible person and I'm excited to just share her bio with you because she out here, like she's out here in these streets. <laughs> Um, so Kimini Uwan is a public theologian who received her Master's of Divinity degree in 2016. She's the co-host of Truth's Table podcast alongside Michelle Higgins and Dr. Christina Edmondson. In 2018, Chris- Christianity Today named her among 10 new or lesser known female theologians theologians worth knowing. In 2020, she earned the Impact Award from the Institute of the Study of the Black Christian Experience for work with Truth's Table podcast. Her writing has been published in the Atlantic, the Washington Post, the Huffington Post Black Voices, Christianity Today, and The Witness, a Black Christian collective to name a few. Her insights have been quoted by CNN, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and the New Yorker, among other publications. As one who is passionate about sound theology, Akimini has a fierce commitment to biblical orthodoxy and its implications for issues pertaining to racial injustice, anti-Black racism, and white supremacy. Yes, God. Akimini believes that theology can and does speak to the culture, social, and political issues of our present day. As a result, she often speaks upon Wait, sorry, I'm going to pause there and we can edit that out. Um, do I just not know this word? It, does it? Opine. Opines. Mm-hmm. What's that? I give my opinion. You just, you know. Oh, okay. About, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. words. All right. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> it's all good. So it's opines? Yep, opines. Mm-hmm. Okay, new word. Yes, I love learning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, as a result, she often speaks opines and writes about the formation for various on- online publications. Akimini's voice has been sampled on the Craze album. Okay, all things work together and Showboat Rock is the narrative. In her spare time, she enjoys disciplining, uh, discipling women, spending quality time with loved ones and working out. As a self-proclaimed part-time fashionista, she has a penchant for thrift shopping. You can follow Kimini on Instagram and Facebook at Theology and on Twitter at sister underscore theology, which will be in our show notes. So make sure y'all follow her. Uh, and I'm just so glad you're here. Welcome, welcome with committee. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, girl, of course. So today y'all, um, it's Black History Month. If y'all yes. already know, <laughs> um, you know, you know, we get to celebrate Black history and be Black every single day in our life. And yes. um, but there is a you know time in, in this specific country that we do get to celebrate um, Black History Month. And so t- this month we had a conversation early in the month um, with a Black woman around uh, relationships and purity and sex. And today we're going to talk about Blackness and being Black and the varieties of being black and the diversity of blackness um in the in in 
Black communities, while also what it looks like in churches, in Christian culture, in our world. Um, because I would say both in churches and the Christian world, um, sorry, in, in churches and both the world, uh, Black people have been looked at a certain way. Right. And, and maybe, you know, nowadays people getting a little waking up a little bit or as they want to say woke. Um, but it's still it's still a work in progress. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today in regards to just talking about our experiences when it comes to that, specifically just hearing from McKimini and her experiences and even her testimony. Uh, and so we're going to get right into it. Uh, the first thing we're going to talk about is the narrative of how Blackness and Black people are seen in history um, has been pretty opposite of what God sees and thinks of us, right? And so how do we go about as Christian women responding to that in the world and in the church? Mm. Yeah, well, I think um, in some, yeah, some real ways, um, history, um, I wish you could say it was just American in America, but it's not. It's global <laughs> um, because anti-Blackness is, um, is a global project, as is white supremacy. And so, uh, so the stereotypes and the negative connotations that come with uh, uh, being Black uh, is something that is, has been universal anyway um, on this side. And so, you know, what do you do? How do you contend with that, you know, as a, a, a Black person, as, as an embodied soul, an embodied Black person in this world, uh, you know, that, that comes with some difficulty and some uh, legitimate adversity. Um, but I think what has been really important is that we had to speak about what's true about ourselves. Um, and what's true about us is that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. What's true about us is that we are black and we are beautiful. Uh, and we have to, we, we have to get that down into our own souls and into our own spirits and through our own minds. And so that's something that um, I personally had have had to do, you know, when I was um, younger, because I, I did take in those, I did internalize those messages that were given to me in the media, that were given to me at school, um, uh, at among family, honestly, especially being a dark-skinned woman, okay, so, you know, you talk about the colorism aspect there, um, messages that were communicated explicitly and in, um, uh, I'm sorry, and implicitly about my own worth, because I'm black, and so, uh, but you know, it took a lot of a lot of work, a lot of soul work for me as a young young girl um, growing up in this world, and then and but then also, but recalling God's truth was really important to me, and uh, and and very key in in um you know in doing away with those lies and actually seeing them as lies and embracing all of who I am all of who God created me to be uh, with my gap with my kinky hair with my dark skin and seeing it as beautiful and living into the fullness of that and loving it um, instead of loathing it because there, there was a time where I loathed it that's not the testimony for all black people thank God but that is a, a, that that is my own testimony um and that was my own you know experience as a, a young black girl now that who has who is now a woman um i can now say by god's grace um that i'm able um and uh without 
any um, equivocation, without any second guessing that, that I really do love myself um, and that I really do think I'm beautiful. And I do really believe that I'm blessed to be black. I wouldn't want to be anything else. But I mean, I think it is important though, to also say that even when I was self-loathing, even when I was self-despising, even when I was self-hating, I never wanted to not be black. Right? I never wanted to be white. I never wanted to be anything. I didn't. I never wanted to be Asian. I never wanted to be Latinx. I, I, I wanted to remain black, you know. But I, but I just had a hard time um, seeing myself as God sees us. Um, and God has just bestowed beauty and honor and dignity um, and humanity. Um, upon us, he's made us in his image, just as he's made everybody else in his image. And so, uh, so it took me a while. It took a lot of um, scripture memorization. <laughs> it took a lot of prayer. Um, it took a lot of fasting to get that message, the truth, that truth, that truthful message down into my spirit. Um, but it, it's there now and I'm just so grateful. And so you're, you're talking about years, like that was probably maybe into my early twenties, early mid twenties until I really began to see myself, you know, as, um, as beautiful, as worthy, um, and not what this world, um, has told me that I am right. Um, not, and, and being able to reject those lies. And so that didn't come until, um, in, well into my 20s, uh, but I'm grateful that it came, you know, so I, I really am. Amen. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. I think um, even just hearing you like say, right, like the reality is that it's it's not it's just automatic that we're going to feel um, that we are loved and that we are, you know, beautiful and all these things. Um, even if we do feel that we are proud to be Black, um, it's really, a, it's a work in progress. It's a thing that we need to put work into. Um, and it's a really Absolutely. thing to, to process. And I mean, I don't know if you like, you know, process this with like community or on your own, but it's a process regardless, right? Whether you're doing it with, yes. if you, if you happen to have um, community or a community that would be honest enough to share that, right? Um, yeah. Or to share that common truth. Cause maybe it's like, oh, the other black girl next to me is also feeling it, but will we, will we, will we say this out loud? Um, yes. One another, you know? Yes. Will we say it out loud? And that's the thing, like even in my church spaces, this was something I had to do um, in and of myself, like meaning, you know, spirit led because even in my church, like I got saved in black churches. So I'm not, you know, so, and I love the black church. So I'm committed to the black church. I'm in the black church still <laughs> by God's grace will remain uh, there. But this was not even something that we really talked about, at least in the black churches I was in and I am in. Um, and it's something that we should address because anti-blackness, anti-blackness is so real and it impacts all of us, but it's not something that we always name, you know, here and there, you might hear, you know, black, you know, I'm black and I'm beautiful and black history month. We do, you know, cultural um, themed you know, Sundays, which I love, um, but it, there was never really an explicit talk about those messages and how we, we internalize them and how we begin to feel like, oh my gosh, am I this, you know, yeah. am I, you know, that, that stereotype, am I ugly because I'm dark? Is she pretty just because she's light? Is it, you know, those conversations didn't really happen like that. Mm -hmm. This was something that I, that was, you know, I, I would say spirit led, right? Because it's not something that we typically talk about, but it, it's something that needs to be named and talked about and have like literally like intercessory prayer sessions over. 
like because it's it's real yeah yeah I honestly don't think I've ever heard a sermon in regards to loving self in relation to skin Mm. or race Mm -hmm. like never Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that's important right because when skin tone and race comes up um, and I would say in sermons or from my experience, it's always just very justice, justice centered around rights, which completely important, so important, sure. absolutely needed, amazing, but also we're humans. Like, yes. yes, I want to be free as you and not be afraid of the police just as you are and all those things. But then there's also other components, right, to our yes. humanity that yes. perhaps I think um, both in, in the Black church and all the other, church, all other churches maybe um, kind of don't really address, or maybe it's the assumption, like, uh, like you were saying, it's like, oh, people will like figure it on their own. They'll do their own work, right? Um, which some might, but it's like, we'll all <laughs> right. do that. We'll all, right. will everyone take, take the actual step to do that? Um, and we uh, need collective and- healing. We need collective healing. You know, it's not meant to just be individual. We actually need collective healing as a people. Uh, Mm -hmm. We've been through a lot of trauma. Um, But yeah, yeah, it it has to be a collective uh, effort, I believe. Especially because Blackness is so diverse, right? So we think about like, we're talking with you, you're Nigerian, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm Dominican, uh, and even within my community, most people will deny their blackness, right? Yes. Um, that's a, that's another thing yes. in itself. Um, yes. But uh, there's just, uh, it's it's even like the the collective uh, process of um, of learning to love self based yes. on like our, ans- our common ancestry, yes, right? Yes. Um, Cause there yes. is a lot of, I mean, I grew up in New York city um, specifically around Puerto Rican, Dominican, African-American, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I never really saw us um, similar. Like that's not what I thought. I didn't think we were similar. I thought I was similar. Cause I was like, well, I'm the same skin tone as them. as the African. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not the same skin tone as the Puerto Ricans I'm seeing, um, but they speak Spanish like me. So maybe they're kind of more <laughs> like me. So it was such a girl, yeah. <laughs> very confusing um, upbringing of identity mm-hmm. <laughs> over mm-hmm. here. But, um, and then in the churches I would go to, so the one church I grew up in, um, which was a Presbyterian church, we had an English service and a Spanish service, right? Okay. Yes. Um, but everyone that went to the English service looked like me and but everyone that went to the Spanish service sounded like me so wow. and and we for both services we had a white pastor and so it was just a very wow. interesting like like just life to go like go through and then um being the only black girl in my high school um was a whole other story wow. um, and then just I think it's like adulthood hit and I yes. could realize that I get to do this work because mm-hmm. God has already proclaimed the truth over my life mm-hmm. that when Amen. he made me it was good and that I am fearfully and wonderfully made um mm-hmm. it just I just need to figure it out <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. yes. um but but and and you know that's 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 that can be some people's process and some for some people um it's not but I think the going back to like even the justice thing like that can uh, I think overpower even us like black people thinking we even have to process our our like um our own self-love to like our black identity mm. because we'll be like well where our focus should just be you know justice and fighting for what's right mm. and and it's not just like anything else in the gospel we shouldn't be focused on just one thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> there are mm-hmm. so many things that matter to God oh, yeah. um, and so, yeah, it's just, a, it's a very thing, interesting thing um, to both like want, like heal and process, but also like in many ways, 
um, depending on who you are. And if you choose to like teach our brothers and sisters who are not black um, yes. and who are black also, um, you know, certain things when it comes to, uh, you know, how to look at us. Like how do you, how do you, you're teaching someone how to look at you um, and yes. people like you. Um, and that, I mean, that's a whole conversation in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but I think it's so important, like what you were saying of really, uh, at the end of the day is just like breaking those lies and dismantling those lies um and and like looking towards the truth of who you are and who god says you are um i think i don't know why but i often think of like um in slavery in this country like the mat like the slave masters were talk were speaking like they were preaching and using the bible um against Mm -hmm. um the slaves and i'm like wow to not all of them, right? But to be so strong and to hear this from the person who is abusing and enslaving you and to still like choose to love God and yes. still choose to um, like believe God is not like this evil white supremacist that maybe mm-hmm. seems like it because of who's talking to you and yes. who's, um, you know, doing things to you. Um, so it just, it's like even historical, you know, I think our process um, of, of dismantling lies and just seeing the truth. And, and I think a lot of black people do stay in that and, and think then Christianity is the white uh, man's Christ, uh, religion and all this mm-hmm. stuff. I have a lot of friends like that. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, yeah. And so it becomes, uh, you know, that, so I think it's just more than anything. It's like, it's like choosing the process. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going into thinking about that. Um, I think too, like, I mean, it sounds like more than anything, like you're in a place more that you um, have, he- like have healed, you, you'd love, you know, your black identity. And as, as you share, as you always have, you love how you look, um, um, you know, you're proud to be black. You are proud to be part of a black church and black spaces. Um, and, but, and how does that look like um, in the everyday? Cause the ra- reality of the everyday <laughs> in America yeah. is, um, is really, you know, it's grief filled. It's painful. Um, mm-hmm. We can be very proud and we can even want to celebrate this month or when MLK M- that day was very interesting, but uh, <laughs> uh, overall it just, it's becoming, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's, it's hard in some ways it's like, you know, whether it's like a black body that has been murdered, you know, mm-hmm. a black mm-hmm. person has been murdered or, um, you know, a white pastor says something wild or uh, what happened on January 6th at the Capitol. Like just so many things Yes. that whether it's uh, in a religious, uh, you know, Christian space or not um, affect us mm-hmm. so much, right? Mm-hmm. And so this is like, how, how do we then continue to be like, um, gr- like in a, so m- many ways, like grateful and self-loving, um, in, in, in this country and in this world that we live in, that is like just a constant reminder or, or wanting to constantly remind us that, Hey, just, just, just in case you forgot, we think you're less than human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I think for me, what I have done is that I think it's just, I really believe in affinity spaces. And so I have curated and cultivated a very black world. And so I, <laughs> I, I mean, because blackness is so diverse. I mean, my goodness, like we have so many cultures. Okay, um, even just even just in America alone, regionally, 
East Coast, West Coast, down South, Midwest, up North. I mean, there's so many different, Black culture is so uh, diverse and varied um, and beautiful. Uh, and so I think in some ways, when it gets, our culture gets flattened, our cultures, let me say plural, uh, gets flattened into one note uh, because, well, when, when the uh, white gaze is assumed. And so for me, I make conscious or have been making a conscious effort to just remove the white gaze period um, and just cultivate just um, a beautiful black world. You know, so in a lot of, in my work, I'm writing to black people um, in my, uh, on my podcast, I'm speaking to black women <laughs> um, on, uh, in my upcoming writing projects, uh, I'm talking to black people. Um, they're, they're black centered. Uh, and even, even when I'm doing research and I have to go into the traumas of child, of trans, the transatlantic slave trade and chattel slavery and how my people um, were stolen and um, quite literally the Abibio people were stolen um, and in that transatlantic slave trade, just, you know, and brought here um, against their will. Um, I still am looking for ways for us for, to um, celebrate and uncover our connectivity. Because um, part of that, I think one of, well, I think one of the intentions, um, and I think the results of that um, heinous, heinous history is that it has uh, put a wedge uh, between um, various black people Africans, you know, versus African Americans, Africans versus um, Latinx, Black Latinx, you know, I'll make that distinction, you know, um, you know, so it's just, you know, we're met, we're, we were meant to be pit against each other. And so I think that there's, we do, in some ways, not all, not everybody, right, because it was West Africans primarily, but um, we share there, we enter into that history at different points. And I think it's important to be able to show the connectivity um, and the continuity, you know, of our own um, history, our own resilience, um, of our beauty, all of those things together, they, they live together. Um, and so I, so anyway, so I, I really, so even in the hard work, because <laughs> that's hard work, um, literally I have to, you know, I, I'm, I'm starting to do a lot of research around those topics so I can actually write. That's my goal this year, um, is to do those things and do some serious, heavy, heavy writing about those things. Even in those things, though, I can still find joy. Um, and I, I and I suppose it's because I I, I try to live with um, the end in mind. I try to live with eternity in view. That's really important to me, is to be able to know that this world is not all there is. You know, um, uh, we ain't always going to be scratching and surviving. Uh, things are not always going to be hard. Trouble doesn't last always. Um, but thinking about the fact that, man, there are Black people in the future. And that future is glory. Like, we're going to be here. Like, and it's going to be glorious and it's going to be beautiful. Um, and so for me, I'm working for or towards a world that is um, already here, but it's not yet here. So, and, and try to lit, work in light of that reality, that Christ has already brought um, into view, but it's, it's still foggy, um, it's still unclear, uh, we still got a lot of mess that's blocking our vision um, and our ability 
to um, fully enjoy and live into that uh, that new kingdom reality. And so, uh, so that's the way, that's my, at least my posture and my orientation um, into that, into this work, I would say, is that even, even when I have to go through some of the hard things, uh, I still have hope, you know, because my hope is in Jesus Christ, who is a person. And so it's a living hope. It's not some abstract philosophical concept, you know, I'm not, you know, um, uh, um, gritting and bearing it. And I'm not, using my own willpower, you know, to, to drum up the strength to do this. You know, uh, I, I, I don't, I would surely, I would faint. Honestly, I would not, I would not make it if it was just by my own sheer willpower. It has to be spirit wrought, spirit led, spirit empowered for me to do the things that God has called me to do. I know that these are assignments that God has given me. I'm very clear on that. Um, but I, but I also just live in the beauty of just who we are, you know, so it's not all trauma. Like, you know, I, I just, I do not accept that um, the proposition that says blackness and trauma are married as one. I just don't believe that. I don't accept that. It's all historical. Um, and that's just not the reality that I live into um, or, or uh, know completely. That's not all that there is to us. You know, um, we are a beautiful people. Um, we are funny. <laughs> we are full of life. We are vibrant. Um, and we get to just be, you know, just existing is resistance, you know. And so I just think that um, I, I think we have to live into all of that. So part of what what it means for me to exist in this in this world, in this place is that I, I cultivate um, a beautiful black world <laughs> full of joy. That means I'm looking away at um, oppression and I'm looking at beauty. You know, I'm looking at art. I'm looking at us thriving. I'm looking at, um, uh, the, the art that we create and the things that we create, uh, whatever that might be, uh, whether it's through television, movies, uh, writing, poetry, books, um, clothing, did I say clothing? Um, so <laughs> you know, that, that are just like, oh, beautiful you know, evidence of God's just handiwork and how he deposited that creativity within us. And so, uh, so I'm looking, intentionally looking away from something that's, uh, some things that are oppressive and looking toward things that are life-giving within our culture. And I just think that, our, and among our people, and that's really important in order to cultivate hope, cultivate the resilience that we need to persevere um here in this land you go, you need to be able to to um point towards something that's beautiful something that's worthy of praise something that's um god honoring something that's lovely you know you know paul talks about in philippians you know whatever's praiseworthy think on those things whatever is good whatever's lovely like yeah that's what i'm about i'm trying to look to know, toward those things um and so that's how i yeah so i guess that's that's how i live so you know my 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 church is black my God, my podcast is black. My family black. <laughs> and that doesn't mean I can't learn. I mean, I do still learn, you know, from others. You know, I like to watch different, um, uh, um, you know, shows and things from different cultures. I love, I love to learn from our Korean brothers and sisters, our Japanese brothers and sisters. You know, I look at different, you know, our Latinx brothers and sisters. So it's not as if I'm like, I don't want to watch nothing else. But I'm, <laughs> but I'm also like, but I'm very intentional about what I'm taking in. Um, yeah, because if you look back in, in June, back in June 2020, with everything that was happening, with the George Floyd lynching, Breonna Taylor, 
you know, Elijah McClain, I, I just was, I had to intentionally look away. I never watched George Floyd Lynch on camera. I did not. I was like, I will not mm-hmm. watch Black Death. I just will not do that mm-hmm. um, because that's not normal and yeah. it should not be normalized. And so, so I literally am intentionally looking away from and looking to, you know, where there's art, you know, is it intentional art um, um, uh, accounts that I watch, uh, that I look at on Instagram or if, or if it's some sort of movie that I'm like, oh, this is just beautiful. Like, you know, or is it a soundtrack that I love, you know, so much like the Beale Street soundtrack, you know, I love that soundtrack, you know, so whatever is going to lift up my spirit, that's what I want to look on. Um, that's what I want to live into. Um, yeah, I mean, back in the day would have been going to church and, you know, having revival at church, which is, which is great, you know, but you know. so it's, it's virtual now. I'm grateful for the virtual experience. It's not exactly <laughs> the same, but I'm grateful for it. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of different ways to cultivate joy and to be able to, uh, to thrive in, even in the midst of, you know, some, some tumultuous time, perilous times. Yeah. That really, um, that really just blessed me. Thank you. Because oh, I asked that also as like someone who experiences, you know, like, doesn't necessarily know how to like do that well and so I think that that's Mm. so that was like so I heard several things right like and even just like there you said biblical foundational things right so having hope cultivating hope building yes Yes. right um being wise with what we consume right um I I too also last year in June I was like absolutely not I will not look at this image and anyone who wants to post this like um, I we need that's to talk right. like you that's know right. like, especially if you're black like that's right why are, why are you that's why right. why is this while you're looking at it and making it the caption to post this where was like how did your eyes feel how did your heart yeah yes and um you know so so yeah I had to like and be out <laughs> um and not necessarily like look at that and that's not the first time that that's happened like people you yes. know obviously especially in our days like everything's like recorded and images and stuff like that um but the choosing right because it's not like we're suppressing it we acknowledge it happened you don't you, yes. don't, you don't need to show me an image to tell me that happened absolutely i don't need to believe it i don't need to see it to believe it um so being you know wise with what we um consume what we look at and the reality too is like that's across the board right that you know if people say like if you have like lust issues don't watch shows that like have like sexual scenes things like that like mm-hmm. if you have if there's something that's going to hinder your heart or your mind in, in a way that um leads you in part in a really in a dark hole be wise right with what you're mm-hmm. looking at it when you consume um and then you also said community right like the people you yeah. have around you who is yes surrounding yeah. you um and that's that's so important i think for me too especially thinking about these circumstances and situations i think isolation can be like a very um like prominent thing like people are just like i'm upset at the world or like you know this this is this is devastating all this stuff so they'll like spill their feelings out on social media but they won't like like connect in community and actually see how it's affecting them in real life beyond a post so um really you know acknowledging that like we get to cultivate hope and have hope biblical hope um we get to have community uh, which is what the bible often talks about yes and we get to be wise with what we receive and consume because the truth is None of this is new mm-hmm. and um, it's going to continue. <laughs> the, especially these things that like, yes. you could say are like, wow, it's like surprising. And yeah. it's like, oh, okay. Um, but like, 
you know, let's, let's be wise and prepared to know what we will do in these circumstances and situations, because then they always are going to be triggering and traumatizing. Um, so, and I mean, they can be traumatizing regardless, but that was, that was just really, um, helpful because I think, um, sometimes people just don't know what to do. Right. Um, black people and, um, definitely, you know, running to social media is just not, um, it can, it can seem like a temporary band-aid, but it is not healing. Um, and what we need is healing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I know we wanted to close and end with, um, you sharing a testimony, um, especially in relation to this. Um, so yeah, feel free to share what that has looked like for you in your life. Um, whatever testimony they may come up. Hmm. I know it's just a tough one. I, kind of, I probably already shared this earlier, but in some ways, but, but I think, um, you know, it, it took for me to begin to just embrace, you know, um, who I am, you know, as a, a black woman, uh, in this world, it, it took a lot of soul work. Um, it took a lot of prayer. It did. It took a lot of fasting. And I, I and so I guess my, my testimony is that, um, is that first of all that we should every every little big and little concern that we have we need to bring to God, and we need to believe that the Holy Spirit is indeed sanctifying us, and is indeed making us more like Christ, and is indeed renewing our minds. Um, but we also do the work of renewing our minds, right? Um, uh, and uh, and that we do have the mind of Christ, uh, and that we. And that the Holy Spirit will actually help you in your time of need, uh, that the Holy Spirit will comfort you, those places where you have wounds and where you have scars and where you have concerns, you know, about stereotype threat, like, well, will I be construed as, um, you know, as aggressive just because I'm direct <laughs> or, or, um, or overly or too much because I'm clear on who I am you know, or, or the direction of my life or, you know, whatever the stereotype is, uh, you know, a stereotype is the, the fear of fulfilling, you know, the stereotype. Uh, but honestly, we can't be worried about that. We have to, we have to only concern ourselves with um, uh, walking uh, in obedience to God uh, through love and by God's grace, you know, these are things that we're, we're not doing it in our own strength, but, but submitting these things to God and believing that God will heal, that God will bring deliverance, that God will, um, that God will change your mind <laughs> about who you, who you um, perceive yourself to be. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the greatest commands that God gave us, that Jesus himself gave us was to love our neighbor as ourselves and we cannot love our neighbors if we do not love ourselves right um and we we violate god's command when we don't love ourselves we violate god's command when we hate ourselves we violate god's command when we loathe ourselves and if we loathe ourselves we certainly will loathe our neighbor my goodness you know so uh so it's a really it's a it's a real serious issue uh, that needs to be taken to God um, and covered in the blood and believing that the Holy Spirit will help to renew your mind, that the Holy Spirit will bring, um, uh, that, that you will take, that you will be active participant by taking captive thoughts um, and bringing them into submission, uh, bringing them under the knowledge of Jesus Christ. You have to do that. That's the work that you have to do. That's the work that your soul requires. Um, and so those are things that I did. 
So I had to, you know, recite scriptures and memorize scriptures and recite scriptures, you know, over myself, really believing I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Like I am worthy of love. Even writing out affirmations, I'm worthy of love, you know, because God loves me, you know, and I was made in God's image. And and literally I'm worthy of respect. I'm worthy of love. I'm worthy of um, admiration admiration, uh, so on and so forth, saying myself, even pasting it on my mirror and saying that in the morning to myself for years, when I was in my uh, early 20s, you know, because I came to faith in my early 20s. And that was when I began to really realize, man, I got, you know, I, I got, uh, I need, I need the Lord to help me with this, uh, because I just don't see myself the way God sees me. And I know God doesn't see me as ugly. And I know God doesn't see me as unworthy. Um, I know that's a lie from Satan himself. And so um, I was like, I got to cast those that to the pit. And the only way I know to do that is through the word and through prayer. Um, and so I did those, I did those things. Um, and that doesn't mean I don't have insecurities here and there. I mean, I'm not to say, you know, but, but there's not like a deep sense of self-loathing, you know, there's not, not say you don't have off days, you know, but this is not like a continual, um, record or pattern of self-loathing, um, and seeing myself as not worthy, which is what it was for a very long time. Um, for me, I'd say for, geez, yeah, I, I would say at this point, I guess I would have that comes out to be about half my life. Um, and I mean, technically, when you do the math, you're like, mm, I guess I was about half my life so far. <laughs> um, and so, I, but I don't feel that way now. Um, and now I'm like, no, like I am beautiful and I am not in an arrogant way, but I'm like, I'm beautiful. I'm worthy. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. Like, you know, God is giving me gifts. I ain't no better than nobody else. And then they're, they're no better than me. Uh, and so, you know, learning to not, you know, judge myself, you know, uh, esteem myself too highly. Right. But also not to think of myself too, too low either, um, to have, have a healthy sense of confidence, um, that I think is God given and spirit rod. And so my testimony is that I have by God's grace overcome that. Um, and I can, um, and at least now I have the tools when those lies try to creep up again, I have the tools, um, you know, I have the sword of the spirit, obviously, which is the word of God. Um, and I can cast those thoughts um, right back down to the pit of hell from where they came. Um, and so that's the confidence that I have in Christ um, and in the gospel, you know, um, that I have a, a savior <laughs> that that uh, is browns, a brown skinned Palestinian Jew right now sitting on the throne right now, okay. interceding for me. Mm-hmm. What? I mean, come on now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, that's huge. Yes. That's everything. That's a big deal. That really matters, you know? And I can think myself worthy. I can think of these things and I don't have to make God in my own image. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't. Like, God doesn't have to look exactly like me in order for me to worship God. Mm. Okay? Because if, if the God you worship got to look exactly like you, Ooh, girl. if the God you worship has to have the same anatomy as you, if the God that you worship Got to talk just like you. Oof. But then you're not worshiping God. You're worshiping an idol. Oof. And that needs to be brought to the foot of Jesus. Well, don't make me invite you to another episode so we can talk about that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, I'm like, come on, y'all. Come on. Come on now. Oh, God. <laughs> like, so, so I'm just, you know, but that's, that's real. I mean, you don't, you don't have, uh, I don't, the God I worship Jesus Christ does not have to look exactly like me yes. in order for me to, in order for me to understand and, um, apprehend the depths of his love for me um which was evident on that cross um is evident to me now as he's interceding for me now and in order for me to ascertain my own worth as a black woman 
Jesus doesn't have to look like me, yes. you know, for that to happen. In fact, I think of somebody that's actually much more powerful. I'm like, oh, dang. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like all of these things that say that we're not worthy, you know what I'm saying? So, so like patriarchy says, is a lie, right? That, you know, that we're less than, not worthy. We could be objectified and all that. But no, the God man says not so. The yeah. God man bestows worth and honor and dignity and love and respect. That's powerful. Amen, yeah. That's powerful. That means he's he he's showing you that nah, there's a more excellent way, and that way is love. Mm-hmm. So Amen. anyway, that's my testimony. Thank that's you. my story. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I mean, and like, I mean, from everything you said, I was just hearing like is believe like believing what he says. Yeah. Uh, like taking God at his word. The whole book, you know, and then even just like how he how he directly shows us. Um, that he does think we're beautiful and that we are all these things and that we're worthy, right? Um, and yes. so that's just so beautiful. We we for, sometimes we forget to like we believe in God, right? Yes, it's yes. like believing what He says yes. about yeah. us as an individual. Yes, yes, about everybody else, but about you too, and collectively. Um, yeah, what does He exactly. say about us collectively? Too? Right, because that sometimes we miss that. <laughs> yeah, big time. Um, so yeah, that that was that yeah, that was really beautiful. Um, but thank you, thank you for this. Thank you um for you know talking with us and about these really, you know, real things. Um yeah, this um, you know, blackness is is beautiful and it's um an experience um within this world and it comes in a lot of different shapes, sizes, and colors. Um, uh, right? It's not just even one color is so many colors as we we got to talk when we first met. That's what, what was the main topic we talked about, colorism. Um Yes, that's true. We did. Yeah, right. We get to celebrate all of it. Um and so yeah, I just pray for those who are listening that you will be encouraged. Um, you know, if you're black, you blue, you beautiful. Amen. <laughs> um, and if you're not black, right, that this can be a time that you just learned and received. Um, and you know, maybe process through this, pray through this, what you heard, you heard from two black women who are Christian women from two, uh, black, uh, different black, um, like communities and spaces and, and cultures. And, um, just hearing, you know, how it, how, what we think and how we see ourselves and how we see the world and, um, how that matters, right. Or what we think about it and what we think about ourselves matters. So, Thank you so much, Akimini. Uh, I'm just so grateful for you, grateful for your podcast um, and how much it speaks truth and for all that you do. I'm looking forward to all that writing. You, I'm, 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 I'm out here for your goals. Girl, so. Thank you. Pray, sister, pray. <laughs> yes, come on, writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, y'all can find her, as I shared earlier, um, on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook at Sister Theology. It'll be in the show notes. Um, and you can check out her podcast, Truth's um, Table, incredible. Uh, and so yeah, pray this is blessed, y'all. And thank you again, committee, for having being here. Thank you for having me. Hey ladies, I hope that conversation blessed you and you're able to apply a few things that you learned into your everyday life. God is with you and we're so excited that you get to continue to grow in your faith. Make sure you check out other episodes if you haven't already and be sure to hit that subscribe button, leave us a rate and review and make sure to follow us on Instagram at yes and amen podcast. See you next time.